Today, I'm going to be answering even more of your guys' sports card questions. I do hope to make this a weekly segment, by the way, right? So, you know, when I do post stuff on my Instagram, or if you're watching this right now, go ahead and leave a comment in the comment section. Um, I'm going to answer you guys' questions, right? So just go ahead and leave them uh, for me, right? So that way I can go ahead and, you know, answer some of the, uh, answer some of the questions that you have uh, that's around the hobby. Right. But as always, before we get into it, how's it going, y'all? It's Conrad Sports Cards here. You already know how it is. Uh, I was actually thinking, you know, it's, it's been a long day. I was thinking about maybe not even recording something today, but it's been a while since I uploaded something or some a video for my YouTube audience. And you guys deserve to get some form of some sort of content soon. Like I said, I, I want to make these daily, right? Daily videos for you guys. So hopefully we can keep this trend up. But anyway, I've got my notes as always. Let's get into it. And so. The first question that we have here is from I'm I don't know for sure if I'm going to be pronouncing this right. Macadro Cards 805. I hope I pronounced that right, man. You know, you can let me know if you're watching this um, on Instagram. And his question was thoughts on women's hoops and their WNBA cards. And I thought this was a very interesting question. So if you are listening to this, man, thank you. I do. I, I really like this question. Um. So overall, I think the WNBA as a whole is, of course, I think it's obvious they're struggling a lot to compete with the NBA. And I think that's for, you know, more than a couple of reasons. And I mean, first of all, they're still much newer than the NBA, right? They're still getting off of the ground um, as far as, you know, being a competitive league goes. The NBA has been around for a lot longer than the WNBA has. But there's one significant outlier between the WNBA and the NBA. And obviously that is that one is a women's league and one is a men's league. And as human beings, um, it's just, you know, traditionally men are more athletic than women are, right? Your average man is, is going to be more athletic than your average woman, right? So, so it's just, it, it just makes the game a lot more exciting when you can see, you know, two to three or four highlight reel dunks in a game versus the entire league's history only having, I believe it's, it's, I believe it's only in the single digits or it's like just above 10. Like they have like 12 dunks and the entire WNBA's history in total. Right. And so the game's just not all that exciting. Um, and so I just think that changes need to be made. Right. Maybe they can lower the hoop or something like that. So dunks occur more frequently. Um, you can somehow maybe increase the speed of play, whether that's like decreasing the shot clock or something. So it's, it's more fast paced and there's more action. I don't know what the WMB needs to do, but there are obvious changes that need to happen in order for them, them to become a more relevant league um, in the whole sports world. Right. And of course, if they're, if they're not an established, not an established, they are an established league, but if they aren't quite as popular of a league compared to other sports, then establishing themselves in sports cards is going to take a while. Right. So I think you can certainly buy some, some, some of this, you know, women's product, right. Like some of that WNBA prism that released however long ago, I don't completely remember, but obviously it wasn't all too long ago. Right. You could obviously buy some of that, but I would be buying for the long term. Right. So buy some of like your greatest players of all time um, in the WNBA's history, at least like right now. I don't personally know who the best players in the WNBA's history are. Um, so I, I can't, you know, give you the names of those players. But if you do a little bit of your own research, I'm sure you can figure it out yourself. Um, so if you do want to invest in WNBA for long term, if you believe that this league will become uh, more relevant, both in cards and in, you know, sports as a whole, then go ahead and pick up some of, you know, some of those cards of all time greats and just hold on for the long run, right? That's the best thing 
uh, that you can do. And one thing I do want to mention is I'm glad that Panini actually released, you know, some of these, some of these uh, women's like prison product. It's, it, it kind of gives a nice segue or a nice avenue for women's sports to become more relevant in sports cards in the future, right? Everyone talks about soccer. Um, maybe they can, maybe they release a women's, uh, they, people always talk about soccer becoming more relevant soon. Maybe they release out um, some women's product and that becomes really like a major hit among U.S. investors, right? Because a lot of people, I think, would say, oh, you know, like uh, the women's team has performed much better than the men's team uh, throughout, you know, the past couple of years, right? Regardless, I, I just, I, I like the move of releasing some women's product, but if you're trying to invest, it's going to be a long-term hold for sure. Next up is going to be a question from it's your on it's underscore your underscore boy underscore Jess. So it's on uh, it's your boy Jess. He's just asking for my thoughts on Miles Bridges. This should be relatively quick. He's all right, but he's not a superstar. He's not even I think going to be an all star in his career. Freakishly athletic guy, you know, three or uh, combo forward, right? High flying, you know, above the rim player that can get you more than a couple of highlight uh, highlight highlight reels each night. But he's not he's not a game changing player, right? He goes in there. He, he, he does what he needs to on the offensive side of the ball. He does some pretty, uh, play some pretty solid defense as well, but he's, he's not a superstar or a star in this league, not a major game changer. I don't personally think he's going to be anything ridiculously special in the future. Once again, I mean, maybe he proves me wrong, but personally, I just, I don't see, he just doesn't really have anything going for him in my opinion. And he'll just be kind of an average or slightly above average starter in the league, in my opinion. Uh, next up, we have a question from Nick Magana. I believe Nick Magana underscore on Instagram asked me for my thoughts on Jaron Jackson jr. Once again, this should be quick before we get into our last quote, excuse me. <coughs> I just choked on my own spit. I hope that didn't look terrible on camera. <laughs> um, but I, I, sorry, but he was asking Nick Magana underscore asked me for my thoughts on Jaron Jackson Jr. And I'll answer this before we get into our last question. I'm not the biggest fan of Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, as an investment, big men don't get in a lot of love. We don't even know when he's going to be returning for sure. But when he does, you can maybe see some higher prices. However, one of the biggest reasons that his prices were increasing last year were because him and Ja were making such a good dynamic duo and they were, you know, really exceeding expectations and had a chance to make the playoffs last year. Then they didn't and prices tanked. Uh, and of course, some of that was because of his injury. I just I think there are much better plays out there. I think that once he returns, he can maybe make some solid. What's the word? He can maybe make like some solid returns, a solid ROI for you. But it's not amazing because he's also not the most flashy player either. So it's not like I I don't I just I think that I in summary I think there's better investments out there. I I'm just gonna put it that way, right? The last question, I love this question, by the way, from Reckless Cards on Instagram. I love this question, so thank you for this one a lot, man. He asks Mark about market movers versus card ladder. What's better? What's worse? You know, um, pros and cons of each of them. You know, what do you like? What do you don't like? So this is going to be a little bit longer than the other questions, obviously, but let's get into it. Right. So market movers and card ladder, both are going to be able to provide you with some data, some uh, analytics about cards that you're investing in cards, maybe that you're not even investing in, but cards that are, you know, going up, going down all the basics. Right. However, the platform which you use heavily is going to be dictated by who you are as a person, what your budget is, who you are as an investor, you know, all that sort of stuff, right? Card ladder to me is less expensive. It's about $15 a month and like, or a hundred or $150 a year, depending on which payment method that you would you'd rather decide to go with, right? 
Um, but it, 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 and it provides you data. However, it doesn't go crazy in depth, right? They give you the basic charts that you need showing you the past sales data and stuff like that gives you all uh, like, you know, their predictions on the prices of the cards, what they're going to look like in the future, right? What the predicted value is, you know, it, it tells you which cards are hot, which cards are not all that sort of stuff, which is great, especially because I don't think that a lot of people need to be going crazy in depth on cards. I think that that's all the information that you really need. Right. Uh, like they give you the basics. They give you the stuff that you really need if you just want to get used to sports card investing, if you want to be solid. Right. If you want to do a solid job. Um, basically, it provides you the information that you need to do your own research and make decisions accordingly. Right. Market movers, however, I believe is for more serious, quote unquote, day traders in the investing market. They provide some serious data and analytics all across the board talking about, you know, um, listings or cards that are, you know, much lower than, you know, previous sales data or, you know, compared to other players, you know, in, in the league, you know, it, it, there's, there's a lot of features. I, I can't even like really go through it all, but there's a lot of features that go really in depth, really hardcore, but it's more expensive. I believe like $50 a month or something like that for the lowest subscription service, right? So if you do use market movers, you have to be a serious investor. Like you treat this as a mirror or a full-time job, right? Uh, you are doing this constantly. You're going to be like day trading cards, basically what I'm saying. Uh, you know, you're making quick flips here, quick flips there, right? Um, and so it, once again, it just kind of depends on who you are as, as an investor or as a collector, and not even as much as, as a collector, because I don't think um, it's quite as important for collectors. But, re but regardless, actually, I'll go get into that a little bit. But regardless, it heavily dictates or it's heavily determined, um, like which service you use is heavily determined um, upon, you know, based upon whatever what's the word is heavily based upon you know who you are that's it who you are as an investor what your budget is you know certain variables between each individual person uh will determine what app or what service what product quote unquote product what website that they use um and then real quick i, I do want to mention this both of them do allow you to track your collection so you can see like if, if your card collection overall is going up going down you know what's hot what's not maybe helps you make a decision of if you want to sell or not um, and one thing I do want to mention about card ladder, and I don't know if they have this on market movers, um, because I'm not paying 50 bucks a month to try to figure this out, <laughs> but card ladder provides you with a, a content feed, right? So you can look through it and, you know, you can see, Ooh, like this person put out great content. I want to watch this video. I want to read this article, all of the above, right? They, they put out some great stuff. And I, and I really like that because it helps people to, to it, it basically gives them a hub to learn from. Right. It gives you it gives you a hub to look at and be like, you know, this is this is this is the information I need. And it helps you, of course, do your own research, which is great for especially newer investors. Right. Anyways, that's all I have for you guys today. If you enjoyed it, go ahead and check out the channel or, you know, whatever you're listening on Spotify or Apple, um, as I will have many other videos or episodes like this one. Also in the description of this episode, I believe is going to be a link tree to my other socials, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, um, and then like Apple, Spotify, Twitter, all of the above, right? All of those social media platforms, those will be linked in the description. You can get a lot more content from me there. Um, so go ahead and check that out. But once again, thank you for tuning in and I will see you guys next time.